to explore the far reaches of cinema. Three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Cinenauts! Hey, this is Ian. And this is Tom Tom. Sorry, Catcher, this is Catcher. <laughs> and welcome to another episode uh, after a very brief, brief break uh, of Synonauts exploring the Criterion. Our boomless summer continues and I believe is almost at an end, but we are joined this week by previously known as famous <laughs> artist Danny Haas. One third of the fellows over at Seventy Millimeter Podcast and longtime friend of both Catcher and I, Danny. How mm. are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be here talking about mm. a childhood fan favorite yes. film. So, Danny, I, I I was trying to think about, and this could have been like pre Discord. This could have been our Slack days, but for some reason, like this movie randomly came up, mm-hmm. and then I think you and I had a digital mind meld and was like, at one point, we are going to podcast about this movie. And I, I feel like it was like over a year ago, maybe like two years ago. ago I don't know. It was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, we were, there's and something we finally, about this movie. We just felt mm-hmm. it in, the, in our nether region. Yeah. We, <laughs> we knew it had to happen. And we're finally doing it now. But before we get to that, let us catch up. Um, Danny. Uh, this past weekend, um, two things happened. One, um, it was my mom's 66th birthday, and she is wow. a... Order 66. Yeah, her favorite movie of all time is Top Gun. Uh, and oh. we hadn't had a chance to align our calendars to see this movie together. I was going to take mm. her out on Mother's Day. Um, that didn't pan out. Her birthday was coming up. And Casey goes, Danny, Top Gun Maverick is still in theaters. <laughs> and so Sunday, uh, I took my mom and my sister and we went to see Top Gun Maverick. It was my fourth time in the theater. Seeing this movie, it is now on my top four on Letterboxd. Danny's Blade Runner. Uh, this is Danny's Blade Runner. I just, I, I love this movie. And I, when I sat down in the theater, it was in like the smallest theater of this regal. And it was like this, you mm-hmm. know, this film's on its way out. Uh, mm-hmm. It still had a ton of people coming to see it. Like it was still almost a packed theater to see Maverick yeah. after like six months of being in the theater. And I was sitting there, yeah. And I was sitting there thinking, like, fourth time, am I really gonna feel it again? And mm. right at the beginning, chills down my spine with this movie. I can't, I can't get over it. I can't get over it's so good. How I feel every time I watch this film. This is, this is cinema. I bought the VOD mm-hmm. um, because I was too impatient to wait for the physicals, <laughs> which don't come out till November, November or yeah. October. And a lot of the, a fair amount of the VOD version is in the IMAX. Oh, really? Um, aspect ratio, which I was very, very, very happy about. Nice. Um, and that should be like the standard. I actually don't really under, especially after MCU and Disney did all their IMAX re-releases on Disney Plus, I'm like, why is that not the standard? Like, yeah. it makes no sense. They're filming in that. Just do it. But yeah. So my second thing this weekend was Labor Day. I took uh, Casey and my two oldest kids to see Jaws and IMAX. Uh, 
uh, the re-release for this for cinema and IMAX for the first time. It was my first time seeing it in a theater. I had never gotten a chance mm. to see Jaws anywhere whenever it was being screened or whatever. I guess I just missed it. I'm assuming it right. has happened. But this is the IMAX version, and it was absolutely gorgeous. And for my kids' first time seeing it, it was exactly like it's exactly what I wanted from them. They you brought your two oldest, two oldest. Olive yes. turned sixteen. Darcy is uh, turning; she turned thirteen. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just the reaction to the scenes being actually scared. I look over at Olive right next to me, and she's got her hoodie over her head and pulled tight so where she's looking through like a peephole that's almost covering her eyes yeah (laughs) like it was they jumped at the jump scare scenes and they cringed at the gore and this movie still had its effect on kids now Mm -hmm. even they even were like yeah the jaw the the shark looks stupid but we were still scared and i'm like well yeah i mean that's such a well-crafted movie uh and uh it was it was a great time so they had never seen it, period, right? Period. Not just we were like, going to watch it at our beach vacation right. uh, this summer because uh, Casey and I usually watch it at the beach, on our beach vacation. And mm. it had just got announced for the IMAX release. So we're like, we're just going to we're gonna do the first time in the theater the old, for them. Yeah, might as well. Um, and it was an incredible experience. I mean, we had just got E.T. and IMAX, which was gorgeous as well. Mm. Uh, and so now we have Jaws, and it's like, can we just keep doing this to these Were old movies? Were those all AMC re-releases or something? Like, they do, like, the AMC throwbacks or no, whatever? No, those were IMAX release. Like, so those are was, IMAX, IMAX. Yeah, release. IMAX, cool. IMAX. So it was in, like, it was in the Regals, and I don't remember mm. uh, other theaters. And, they, and Jaws was also released in real 3D, so you could have seen it in 3D <laughs> as well. Yeah. Uh, which was, it was insane. Of, <clears throat> it was part of the, like, national... Like oh, the three dollar movie day. Yeah, right, yeah, right. exactly. So you could have paid three bucks to see Jaws in the theater. Played all weekend. Yeah, my, Emma and Boom went. Yeah. with a couple friends of ours as well. I was just like so, so jealous. Yeah, Boom was yeah. saying that there were Cineplexes sold out over there, packed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, three dollars, right? In Canada, though, it's like fifty bucks probably at this point. <laughs> Loonies. <laughs> no, it's like fifty cents. You guys would have paid absolutely nothing to come to see a movie for three dollars. No, I mean saying you're paying fifty dollars is what. I'm oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, That's true. Yeah. Anyway, that was my weekend. Nice, great Sounds weekend. Uh, I would typically go to Catcher, but I'm going to go to me. Yes. For yes. this specific reason, let's hear it. Um, for those who don't listen to Seventy Millimeter, a, go subscribe to them right now. B, they've been teasing us a little bit Uh-oh. over the last couple with the insane amount of content that. 70 millimeter has been putting out. I feel like we've been getting two episodes a week I know. Uh, through their regular feed or through their, their village Patreon uh, for the last couple of months. And recently their new kick has been pilot season. And all those have been about the first episodes of various, t- various TV shows. Like the first episode was lost. What was the mm-hmm. second X files? Yeah. And then they dropped the big one yeah. this weekend. And I'm not going to make Danny talk about it much because you got to go, he- go to the feed to hear his thoughts. <laughs> But The Rings of Power, Lord of the Rings, came out. First two episodes last week. Catcher's furring his eyebrow, which is slightly concerning. No, no. Okay. Let me go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, So Tara and I watched it, and I had, like, pretty, like, reserved expectations for the show. I think for obvious reasons. As well you should. 
Yeah, I mean, Lord of the Rings, delicate subject matter, I think, for mm-hmm. most people. And then Amazon, if we're being mm-hmm. real here, not the greatest track record for a lot of things. Uh, but it absolutely blew my mind. Mm. I loved, loved, loved it. Um, Danny, yes. tease us with high-level thoughts, and then we'll tell people to go listen to the rest of it. High-level thoughts. You know, I was right there with you, Ian. I was, I was nervous. Uh, mm-hmm. We're touching on something near and dear to my heart when it comes to cinema, uh, mm-hmm. let alone the Peter Jackson trilogy. Not really mm-hmm. talking about The Hobbit itself. I don't love them as much as the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but I do like them. Uh, so I was nervous. I mean, it's mm-hmm. you see that first trailer and you don't know anybody. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I got to learn 50 new characters and new locations. We're in the second yeah. age of lore. And it's yeah. like, this is stuff that's not really, you know, super, like, I don't know, apparent to any, mm-hmm. like, like low level Lord of the Rings fan. Like I'm not, sure. I'm not in it, in it. So I sure. was nervous and this show is, it sets it up perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. I am, I am, I am, you know, in like, I'm in it with each mm-hmm. and every one of these characters. I want to mm-hmm. know more. I want to see what's next. I like it. We would cut from a scene and it would be like, dang, I wanted to keep with that group of people. But then I'm like, oh shit, I'm interested in these people right now too. And it's like back and forth. And I'm just like, this yeah. is kind of this dialogue is masterful and uh, visually it's holding up to its billion dollar budget. And it's yes. just like they did it. They did mm-hmm. what Disney couldn't do. Yeah. 100%. Uh, catcher, your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm not a big fantasy guy. I play D&D, but that's like a <laughs> that's separate That's pretty thing. high level fantasy. I'm not a big fantasy guy, but I dedicate <laughs> I, I, hours of my life to playing yeah, but, a role playing fantasy game. Go but on. in my mind, it's not <laughs> fantasy. Like I'm not reading a lot of fantasy books. They don't. It it does rarely excite me. D and D is a separate thing. It's like the act of playing. No, yeah, D&D, I get not it. Not the yeah, fantasy, yeah. whatever. But like, yeah, yeah. Lord of the Rings is gr- like an achievement in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was incredible what happened. And uh, they are not bad movies, but they are not movies that like you got. Like I know you guys. So many of our friends will put on like once, twice a year. Mm-hmm. It's an event. It mm-hmm. like means something to you guys. Mm-hmm. I don't have that same connection mm-hmm. uh, to Lord of the Rings. So going into it, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, they're making some Lord of the Rings stuff over there. Cool. Um, could be fun. And then I put it on, and I was absolutely blown away mm. by what I was watching. Mm. Um, I think it helped that I had watched the first episode of uh, the new Game of Thrones show. And was just so let down yeah. by how that show looks. Mm. Like it looks terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, the the first episode, like the scene where they're like doing the horse, like yeah, the yeah. Jousting. jousting. Yeah. That stadium looks like trash. It yeah. looks like <laughs> trash. Yeah. And I was so I was so <laughs> mad because they were so like that's what they were at least that's what they used to be good at. Anyways, yep. that being said, Lord of the Rings, this power, the Rings of Power is incredible. Like mm-hmm. the visuals are top notch. Mm-hmm. I like that you don't know who any of these people are. There's no baggage. Mm-hmm. It's just you come to it fresh and you allow them to tell you what to feel. And you don't have to feel something. Yeah. You don't have to know anything. It's not like, oh, I watched that. Now you know this. Ha ha. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's just like everything is feels fresh yeah. and exciting. It's it's basically what Disney should have done for their first Star Wars shows. Like I like that now they're supposedly going back to like the old republic. They should have started with that. Mm. Like this like Second Age is the old republic. 
like relative to Lord of the Lord of the Rings terms, and right. Disney mm-hmm. should have done that to avoid just the constant shenanigans uh, mm. that, that happened with all these <laughs> TV shows they have. But yeah, I, I agree. I cannot wait. Um, just briefly on Lord of the Rings, like I was so impressed with the pacing of it. And Danny, you touched on this. Like, there's so many characters, but nothing feels too quick and nothing feels drawn out. Mm-hmm. They're like hitting you with just enough that you need to like get this story going. Um, and then I think we might have been saying this in in over in Paper Keg, but like the minds of like my favorite moment was when they walk into Casa Doom and you get to see Casa Doom like in its prime. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like was like, holy shit, like that <laughs> that is incredible. That was the coolest, coolest thing. Um, and so I, I'm really excited to see mm-hmm. you know where the series goes. Uh, and then yeah, quickly on are are you guys doing House of the Dragon? You I can refuse just, to watch okay. that show. Okay, it's yeah. probably for the best. It's probably for the best. Yeah, listen, it's fine. fool me once. The way they ended yeah. Game of Thrones, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm never going back. It's like it's my thing on with House of the Dragon is yeah, I really was bummed for the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones, but House of the Dragon, like so far, three or four episodes in, it just feels like it's exactly Game of Thrones, mm. and like it's a Game of Thrones show, but like. It's literally about a struggle for the Iron Throne. And then like, it's, it's almost like identical. Like even some of the characters like have the similar like motivations and like one guy's like seem one guy like runs off with his like, um, with his like prostitute. And like, doesn't that happen in Game of Thrones? Like there's like a lot of things that just, yes, I'm like, this is all really well, like Tyrion, <laughs> right? Spoilers, spoilers. Tyrion like falls in love with his um or courtesan. I forget what they call them in the land in the lore, but and then the same thing kind of happens in this, and just like a lot of it just feels too recycled for me to where I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I need. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna give it a couple more episodes, but I'm like in no way committed to finishing the season like I am Lord of the Rings. That's why Lord of the Rings just feels so good because it just feels fresh. It feels super like, fresh. Yeah. yeah. Like that 100%. scene of her climbing the ice with daggers and pointy boots. Yeah. I was like, yes, please give me this. Yeah. Like it feels like D&D the show mm. more yeah. than say like Lord of the Rings the show. Like yeah. it's just uh, I'm just loving it. It also helps yeah. that we have had a nice gap. What was it? 2005 yes. mm. since Return of the, the King? Hobbit? Return of the King. Well, I don't. I don't three. really consider no, the Hobbit movies. No, Return of the King could have been tales and oh yeah, because I thought wasn't it one oh one oh two oh three? Wasn't it three in a row or was it two years in between each? Maybe it was. No, I can't remember anymore. Year. But anyway, we're so between. far either way around there, from right? that right. storyline, the Rings of Power. I mean, yeah, it helps. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm still, I still have the wounds from Game of Thrones finale. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say the wounds are fresh. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Uh, nice. Well, if you want to hear the rest of Danny's thoughts, again, check out mm-hmm. 70 millimeter. And when does that show come out? Because I Fridays. just, I know it's not going to come, but every day since the premiere, I, I check my phone. <laughs> Fridays. Like, is it yeah. now? Okay. Yeah, Friday drop. Friday. Yeah. God damn it. Um, uh, Catcher, anything else you want to add to, to watching? Um, I watched The Fugitive for the Ooh, first time. First time. First time. Great fun. Great fun. Mm. Uh, it's just uh, the train uh-huh. like <laughs> crash escape is amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they did that for real. They did that on a train track with a real. The train's train still and, like, there. Is it really? They That's... just left the train. It's you can <laughs> okay. still go see the wrecked train uh, laying on the side of a track somewhere. <laughs> that is both truly sad 
But I also actually think someone incredible. in the village incredible. got an Airbnb and the train was in their back. What? They could see it out the back of their Airbnb. I can't remember mm. now. The fugitive house. Yeah. On <laughs> yeah. Tommy Lee and that's amazing. So good. He's yeah. like, he's. You mean Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. For, for excuse clarity. me. <laughs> <laughs> he's peak Tommy Lee Jones in that film. Yeah. yeah. Also, the sequels uh, with him, right? There's a sequel yeah, to it. And he's I, like, I didn't even know. I didn't even know there's a sequel to U.S. Marshals. Yeah, U.S. Marshals. I think is like he oh, plays the same character, yeah. but it's not like a direct sequel because I think he's based off a character from a book. Or yeah, something, like Jack so. Reacher and stuff like that. I guess similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't watched Fugitive in a long time. It's good. Did so seventy it's, millimeter it's do that? Rock. I can't remember. No, we did Clear and Present Danger. You did Clear and Present Danger. That's right for C sequels month or something. I don't remember why we did it. <laughs> I can't remember anymore. I think it was like action, maybe. There we go. Yeah, '90s action, something like that. Yeah. Um, um, and then the the only other thing I want to briefly mention is this movie that we were about to discuss got me hyped and thinking about my childhood like crazy, mm-hmm. and I then had to seek out and started watching, but unfortunately did not get to finish Warriors of Virtue. Do you guys no, remember this, this movie? No. What the hell's that? Warriors okay. of Virtue. Warriors of Virtue. So this is like. The description on the front of Three Ninjas box uh, DVD box is like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meets Home Alone. Right. right. Um, Warriors of Virtue is basically like the, some other company's attempt at doing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, so the 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 whole premise is there's a kid who has like uh, he has some sort of disability, so he walks with canes, I think, and uh-huh. uh, he's trying to be cool and uh, falls into a whirlpool trying to impress the cool kids and uh, ends up in like a coma or something uh-huh. and wakes up in another world. Oh my. Uh, a fantasy world. And uh, so does he die at the bottom of this pool? We're not sure. I don't, I haven't gotten to the end. <laughs> it's You assume a transformation, but he could be dead. We're not sure. <laughs> sure. Um, and basically the, there are these, the four elements uh, are all represented by these kangaroo ninja warriors. <laughs> And uh, it's a whole thing. I'll I'll leave it at that. But I was just like. That's your satellite pick, right? For next? Oh, yes. You bet. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone should watch it. And I'll repeat that later. I should have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doug Jones is in it. Nice. Oh. Uh, And then directed by Ronnie Yu, who also directed uh, Fearless with um, with, uh, Jet Li. Oh, oh yes, okay. Oh, yeah, it's that. got like some interesting like fight choreography, and it's sort of uh, it's got like uh, think if you saw uh, what was the movie? What was the Marvel movie with the rings? Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Thank you. Uh, that uh fight scene where it's him, the the parents are fighting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, with like, the wind missed. and stuff. Yeah. It's all that kind of vibe, oh, like crouching, crouching tiger, tiger yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. idea, but with giant kangaroos. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I mean, I mean, that yeah. sounds. So, Catcher had eighteen gummies and then threw on uh, Warriors of Virtue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he I, he thinks he didn't finish it, but he did. He became did. that kid at the bottom of the pool. <laughs> yeah, I'm there now. Still, I'm at the bottom of the pool. Now. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm I'm glad we triggered something within you mm-hmm. for that. Oh yeah. Um, but let's get to our the reason everyone's here, which is the 1992 classic, or at least classic to me and Danny, Three mm. Ninjas. Um, the description is incredibly long on Letterbox. So basically, it's about three brothers: Sam, Jeffrey, and uh, 
the, all their last names are Douglas, so it's Samuel, Jeffrey, and then Michael Douglas is the uh, last. <laughs> so these three brothers they train uh, to become in like karate uh, with their grandfather, um, and one day this like discount version of Jean Claude Van Damme shows up at their house, says you got to train my ninjas. Um, Grandpa says no. They eventually go and try and kidnap the the three boys and the boys and the grandpa have this these as Ketcher said Home Alone meets Ninja Turtles sort of hijinks to to save the day. Uh, again, very high level. So this was directed by John Turtletop and Danny. That name's got to ring a bell for you, I assume. Uh, John Turtletop, no. While you were sleeping, he did. While you were sleeping, <laughs> yeah. So this director knocked out three ninjas, cool runnings while you were sleeping, and phenomenon in a row. What? Yeah. Yo, he did the National Treasures. And National Treasure. And the first he did he did National Treasure. That was his directing. So producing wise, I mean, obviously he's produced more. Let's see. Some other produced bangers. Uh yeah. He did cool runnings. He did cool runnings, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So John Turtletop, he had quite the run. What a glow then, up. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen the film, because uh, you were not uh, born, like you weren't like five <laughs> to 10 years old in 1992, uh, understandable, because I'm actually unsure how anyone would come across this movie again. But mm. uh, some letterbox lists that it is a part of. Uh, Generation X slash millennial classics. Mm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most comprehensive list of 80s childhood and teen movies. This isn't an 80s movie, but it, I get why it falls in there. Uh, movies You Forgot Existed, 90s edition. <laughs> uh, 90s Cheese. Um, mm. Yeah, and then a whole bunch of like nostalgia-related yeah. type things, which I think is the exact reason why Danny yep. uh, and, and, and I picked this film. Um so let us get into our time machines. The timing on that, excuse me. So travel back to 1992. Uh, shockingly, there is not a ton of information about this movie. No, definitely not. <laughs> I, I thought that preamble before was all you had. I didn't expect you to jump in the time machine after that. So we're jumping in the time machine regardless. So the things I will say. Uh, it came out in 1992. How uh, old were you in 92? One, two. I was four years old. <laughs> oh. Can't do math. I was, I was four years old. I was 10. Uh, uh, I, right. Four years old, probably five by the time I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, probably sure. five by the time I saw it. Uh, so it came out in 1992. Um, there's a touchstone pictures film. When that thing comes on, I like got, mm-hmm. I always get immediate nostalgia. I immediately think about that and the Mortal Kombat movie. Those are the two oh, touchstone. Nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so not again, not a lot of information on this movie. Uh, other than that, it had a budget of two point five million and made twenty nine million dollars. So it was actually like a That's box office success. Wow. Um, and you know, I think just at the time, studios were like, "How do we do?" Like Catcher said, "How do we capitalize on like Ninja Turtles and ninja shit?" Because every kid in America like wants to be a Power Ranger mm-hmm. or a Ninja Turtle right now. Let's make something of it. Hundred percent. They basically did. Um, and then the only like bit of information that I thought was like pretty interesting that I was, was pretty wild to me was that, so there's actually two versions of this movie. There is the American version. And then there is an international version that has 12 extra minutes that is apparently like fairly different. Um, 
So I, I do want to try and find it because the original version of the original inter, what is now the international version might have not gotten a PG rating. Um, so they, yeah, like there's like a couple additional like fight scenes. I think they don't have the cartoony, like whoosh, whoosh, like punching mm-hmm. noises, things like that. So uh, I think it's like a little bit darker. Um, and I thought that was interesting. And that's basically all the information I had. Have Amazing. you seen all four movies? I have not. I've only seen this one and the one, whichever one Hulk Hogan's in. That's the fourth that's one. The, I've seen okay. all four. Wait, that's the. I thought that was the third one. No. That's the fourth one? So Three Ninjas Kickback is two. Three Ninjas Knuckle Up mm-hmm. is three. Three Ninjas oh, High yes. Noon at Mega Mountain is four. Yeah. So three is when all the original three actors come back and they play their uh, characters again. And two, only Colt comes back, the actor that played Colt. <laughs> Uh, but in three, Hogan joins them to fight back, and he's right. a part of the three ninjas. And it's the original three actors that played the kids in that. Jim Varney's in that. Ernest. Ernest P. Worrell is in that movie. Ernest. Uh, Talk about dominating 90s culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, wild franchise. So like I said earlier, Danny and I bonded over this movie at some point in time. This was like probably my second or third most watched movie like as a kid it was like this ninja turtles and like wayne's world were like my three vhs's i was always throwing in um i've watched i haven't watched this movie probably since i was maybe like stoned in college but (laughs) putting it on i literally like could have still recited most of the movie that's how much i've seen this movie I just, it's like ingrained in my memory. Uh, Danny, what's your history? With- I felt the same way. So there was a summer, it had to have been 92, 93. So when my mom worked at the schools, she was a 12 month employee. So that means our summers were, she was working, my dad was working, just me and my sister at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I was doing that when I was 10, but there was a summer stretch where my sister and I would watch this movie nonstop. Like daily, mm-hmm. we were watching this movie mm-hmm. during the summer. Um, because at the time, yes, I'm a massive Ninja Turtles fan, especially as a kid, the cartoon, the toys, mm-hmm. huge Power Ranger fan. I wanted to be in, uh, karate. Uh, mm-hmm. so when I'm seeing this film, I'm seeing a vision of myself, of what I want to be, especially Rocky. I wanted to be Rocky. I had that hair, yeah. the cow lick in the front, uh, <laughs> the knockoff Jonathan Taylor Thomas look this kid had, uh, <laughs> That's what I wanted to be. So my sister and I watched, I mean, we were throwing CDs as uh, Chinese yeah. stars and yeah. all the things that this movie did. We were just yeah. kind of replicating as our parents weren't home. And uh, yeah, that's, it, it just, this was nothing but nostalgia for me mm. at this point. Watching this again, you're right. I could, I was quoting the grandpa lines. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Uh, and so as we were half planning our, our boomless summer, I had told catcher, listen, Danny and I are going to cover this, but we're not inviting you on until you guarantee us that you will talk positively about this movie. We, I, we did. I, I told, I promised Danny, listen, catcher's going to come on. He's a bit of an outsider of the film, but he swore he would not come if he'd, at least would not say he enjoyed we gatekeeped this movie. parts of it. We gatekeep yeah, the movie. The only people the- who ever gatekeep three ninjas right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I haven't talked to Catcher about this. I'm no. hoping he kept his promise. Catcher, as a first time viewer of three ninjas, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, um, I put this movie on and I don't have this. Say- I couldn't recite every line of this movie to you, but there was 
as soon as it came on, like a, like a spidey sense of like, I've been I've... down this road before. <laughs> like this is a thing I have experienced and I like my energy got pumping. Mm. Um, it's, it's, I mean, okay. It's a kid's movie from 1994. Yeah. Okay. I like, I'm not coming at this expecting it to win an Oscar mm -hmm. for the most mm -hmm. unique film in the history of film. But is this movie fun? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is. It is fun. Um, it, I that there. This movie, Warriors of Virtue, um, <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars in some capacity, like is are the reasons I was spinning broomsticks mm, around right. in my basement, like that poor Star Wars kid meme, like that from back <laughs> yeah. in the day. Like, yeah, that was me a lot mm -hmm. as a kid because of movies like this. Like, mm. you just wanted to know kung fu you wanted to you know you wanted to know martial arts like that was a, a dream to so to to watch a movie where these kids are like living out this dream that you have it's just mm -hmm. it's a blast it's so much fun and oh, like um thank god yeah yeah this is is this great are, are there things to nitpick a couple things yes oh yeah but uh, <laughs> but it's it's fun it's a good time i mean it's yeah. low-key racist yeah, sure. I mean the <laughs> the brown faced FBI guy uh, at the beginning. I was like, when you don't realize he's an FBI agent, he's just uh, a guy. Speaking with the accent like, too, yeah. with a terrible oh, accent, my and God. clearly like toner, like yeah. face toner on. And I'm just like, <laughs> like West what Side is Story this? bad. Yeah. yeah, but then it's like revealed that he's an undercover agent, and I'm like, I think that makes this better, but I'm not, I'm not sure it does. But that's okay. But you know, um, otherwise, but yeah, like uh, it's fun. It's a good time. It's a good time. Ian, I, as the resident Asian, yes, uh, I know this is racist of me to ask. Do you know karate? So I, I, I had Did signed up it? for karate classes. I had talked about this somewhere. I can't remember where I talked about this, but. I'd signed up for karate classes and I think as a result of like this Ninja Turtles Power Rangers mm -hmm. um, and me, I remember me and my friends went like my, our parents signed us up and then we, it's like, it turned out like the, the company we went to was just like a total scam. Oh, I, I talked about this on bat and spider on their uh, Ko-Fi episodes oh. of where we did um, my connection. It might've not made the episode. Um, but basically like I had signed up for that. And like my mom, they, just, my mom and dad, they just were eventually like, I remember one day they're like, yeah, you're not like going to that anymore. <laughs> and then <clears throat> basically what it was, was that like, you had to pay like every time, like you took a belt test and like all this sorts of stuff. And I guess my oh. parents like went to one of them and they saw they were paying for us just to like do absolutely nothing. <laughs> they Amazing. were like, this is a total waste of money. So that's it. That That's my uh, knowledge of karate or any martial arts of mm. any sort, physical combat at all. Um, but you bet your ass I wished I'd I know, was better me at it. <laughs> Are we going to do this as adults? Are we going to oh, take karate God. as adults? So as I was doing my research in this movie, and this will lead to my first sort of prompt for the group, uh, going through the various characters' IMDb pages, almost like a, a fair majority of them only have three ninjas like on their credits. Yeah. So, so Rocky has basically only three ninjas. Colt has eleven credits, uh, and most of which end after nineteen ninety five. Uh, the kid who plays um, Tum Tum, ten credits again, ending after nineteen ninety five. But this is the shocker. The guy who plays Snyder, uh, named Rand Kingsley, a.k.a. the knockoff 
mm-hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Steven Seagal. Or Steven Seagal. He kind of looks like both. Oh, yeah. He has two credits only. He has three ninjas and then this movie called The Gardener. And he's just called Male Patron. So he's just like a background <laughs> character. What happened to him? I didn't think he was that bad. Do you? No. Like, what are our thoughts on... St- I thought Snyder was super fun and played the role exactly as he needed to play. I right? Mean- he played a perfect 90s bad guy in a yeah. PG movie. Yeah. What more do you want? Yeah. yeah. He has like, I mean, he does hilarious lines like, I will tear out your liver. <laughs> 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 and when he describes like gouging the eyes out of his assistant and all this sort of stuff, like uh-huh. he's great. I thought he was great. I was kind of shocked when I saw that. Um, but yeah, it leads me. So overall, maybe we can start with Catcher since he has the least nostalgia involved. Mm. How much of this is tall, like tolerable viewing? Because I, I thought like yeah, like I said, '90s action kids movie like hits it out of the park. I, I would, I would put this in my higher in my personal canon than say, and sorry, Danny, like than say like the Goonies. Like I would oh, list wow. this as <laughs> a bunch of people just turned off this podcast. Wow. But you know, like in terms of me, like I, you know, I that, that's yeah. kind of how I see this movie to me. I mean, I'm not going to talk about Goonies though, Ian. I, I am. I'm one with you on this, but we won't go any further than that. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, like this is, I mean, it feels like what going, it feels like a weekend at my, like growing up, like watching this movie feels like that. So I don't know that like I can necessarily like remove myself from that feeling, but like it's fun. It moves at a good pace and like it, it and you understand like, as far as this can go in a movie like this, like you understand the, the like the motivation that where it's coming from, and like <laughs> it gets you there where you need to go. You know, yeah. it's just like okay, this dad doesn't want them to be doing the kung fu, and you're like, but dad, you're wrong. Kung fu is good, and like let me show you all the ways kung fu is good. It's like uh, uh, yeah, like it's amazing, and like how great is it to have a grandfather that like teaches you cool stuff? You know, it's like what a great what a great and healthy relationship these kids have with their grandfather. Mm. It's like all of it feels so nice. Mm-hmm. I want to know where the Asian is in their family, though. But outside so the his, grandfather, his mom is his mom is his mid, mom is half. Yeah, their mom. She's the half. Mixed, yeah, she's oh, half. Okay, because none of these yes. kids look Asian. No, not she's even half. Lattice. Yeah, she also doesn't really look half Asian. Her, her but, mother, her mother is like a blonde white woman. <laughs> yeah, right. Because they showed her in one she, of the we're pictures. Not sure. yeah. Oh, they yeah. show her. I didn't realize. And one, and just in one, in like a picture or something like that. But um, in the in the picture where it's like, "Hey, Grandpa, who's this hand in the photo?" <laughs> yeah. And you're like, "What? What kid is even worried? Like Sherlock's homing? Like what is happening right yeah. now?" Um, mm. That yeah, that blonde woman is the grandmother. Um, Danny, you are, I think, the king of. 80s, yeah. 90s, nostalgia yeah. vibes. Three years running. I have that crown. Thoughts as to why you think maybe Three Ninjas isn't in the canon of like, this is a go-to feel-good nostalgia movie. And do you think it should be? Because I obviously, like I said, I absolutely am confused a little bit, especially after re-watching it. I was like, this movie still hits like all the notes that I think make a really great kids nostalgia, like millennial Gen X nostalgia movie. Yeah, I don't know why it actually doesn't hit for most people. Uh, I think it's because it doesn't, it's not actually uh, its own IP. It's pulling from multiples Mm. to create itself. So I don't think it started off on the right foot. It's not the Mm. Turtles. It's not Home Alone. It's not Power Rangers. It's not sitting on its own franchise that 
it sure. wants to be. It's literally Touchstone responding to what's popular, and they made yeah. a movie. Uh, yeah. So I think there's that aspect of it. Um, I don't know. I really don't know why it doesn't hold up for Could, most people. Like, because like, it has a two point six. It has a two point six. Two point six is ridiculous on Letterbox. No, it got it got Letterbox bombed or something. Yeah, yeah, that just seems like weird because it's like. Why are you watching this movie other <laughs> yeah. than to re, like to go back to and give watch it a good rating? It's probably <laughs> right, just right. a bunch of uh, day one letterbox subs. They're just clicking through films. Like I don't remember this. It was fine. Yeah, like they're not actually yeah. rewatching this movie like we are. Mm. They will now. Yeah, Glennon Peterson, September first, twenty twenty two, one and a half stars. That was a suspiciously long eighty four minute movie. Gotta say, Glennon, I disagree with you. It feels very fast. Quit. And like is paced well. Like, come on. Yeah. This is a masterpiece. <laughs> for what it is, it is, you know. So so that was my main question for Danny. But and yeah. I, and typically here on Cynonauts, we try and get into the hard hitting, mm-hmm. you know, character studies of this film, uh, of films we cover. Um, but I feel like this movie treads a little different ground. So I'm gonna take a little bit out of the 70 millimeter pile. Take it out. And just kind of go through like what are some of just like our highlights, you know, going through it. Uh, let, let's start with Catcher. Well, I, I will. Ins- I will instead pose a question. Mm, please. Do you do you guys have a favorite improvi- improvisational weapon used in the film? Because <laughs> oh. the way that they just pull from their environment, yeah. just like Granddad taught them, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, use what you have around you. Mm-hmm. At one point, the, he, uh, I don't remember who it is. I think it's Rocky. Pulls out like uh, a pipe, yep. which that's holds mine. wires inside and he, turn, <laughs> and he makes them into uh-huh. nunchucks. Yeah. And I was just like, what? first off, amazing. Also, are those wires not live? You should they have maybe been electrocuted. Do they spark? Yeah, they oh, spark real that? quick. <laughs> so he rips good. them right off the wall. The power it's, of Rocky. Yeah. yeah, He's too strong. We should also mention they have two different names because they have the given names that Ian mentioned earlier, but then right. their grandfather at the beginning gifts them all with names. Oh, yeah. Rocky, the day of names. Because he's he's strong and silent. <laughs> and then Colt is because he's fast and free. Yeah. And Tum Tum because he thinks with his stomach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, good. Yes. Yeah. Good. Rem- I wanted those masks me- so bad too. I know. Honestly, yeah. and like that's another thing. Like I walk around cons, I've never seen like people Yo, selling three ninjas masks. What Jesus. can we show this up? Is a, Yo, this is a business. <laughs> three ninjas only. We get Jonesy to play the grandpa. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh my god! I'm in. I'm in. Jonesy love beer. And just imagine him in that oversized ninja outfit. Perfect. Yeah, the grandpa's satin ninja outfit that he wears at the end of the film is an absolute choice. It looks Um, like a do-rag. The top part of it just looks like he's wearing a loose-fitted do-rag. That's all that he... Oh, it's incredible. Uh, Danny. Yes. I have... Highlights of the film. I have some some definite highlights. One Mm. is... Throughout this whole thing, with I, I love the grandpa so much. Yeah, he's a great grandpa. The best thing about the grandpa is when you have to watch for when it switches to a stuntman. <laughs> it's my favorite thing <laughs> yes, in this yes. movie where yes. he is full-on grandpa and then the next shot he is landing on his back, front kicking up, <laughs> flipping, kick. Like it's 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 like they don't care that this doesn't line up. 
some amazing martial artist is wearing a beard for a few seconds for this film for him for this grandpa to look you know you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of uh, the Irishman Star Wars <laughs> It reminds me of Attack of the Clones when Yoda walks up with the the, the his cane and then all of a sudden he's doing front flips and jumping around fighting Dooku. That's what this grandpa reminds me of. It yeah, is it great. is some incredible stuff. The the stuntman work is again in that final fight scene is particularly egregious because I think like the stuntman even like his hood falls off for like a second yes. during one part and you can hundred percent see. It is not the grandpa who is definitely too old to be playing that role. But while we're on stuntmen, the uh, three bad guys, thugs, the oh. surfer dudes are amazing oh. comedic Incredible. Uh, yeah. moments in this film. Yeah. But the stuntmen that they switch in for, the wig work <laughs> on these guys is amazing. You see it. There's the Asian, the Asian surfer dude. Slips mm -hmm. on the jelly beans on the stairs, and all of a sudden, it is a white guy <laughs> with a gray wig on, and it is so noticeable, it drives me nuts every time, and I love it. I look for it uh, every time I see this movie. It's oh so good. God. Yeah, Fester, I think. Is he Fester? I don't remember oh, no, no, no. their names. I don't remember. I don't think it's him. They're but, so yes. good. Yeah. They well, are fantastic. And such a great addition to this movie. Yeah. Like, it's it's just so much fun. Like, you have this uh, multi-millionaire uh, drug or uh, gun drug runner. Or gun, yeah. Oh yeah. Gun War runner. Monger. He has a billion, <laughs> millions of dollars and they hire these three guys <laughs> who are in the <laughs> middle of knocking off a grocery store, a convenience yeah. store. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. It, it's, it's really, and yeah. And not, and not only is a billionaire like gun runner, he also has an army of ninjas at his disposal. <laughs> Foot soldiers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has an army of ninjas who are, uh, I mean, relatively well trained, better trained than the three like stoner bros. Uh, slowing it down, slowing, slowing it down, slowing. It's fantastic. Oh, uh, man. My thing, and I don't think I realize how absurd this, I definitely like never process how absurd this sequence is, but until this most recent viewing, but the, um, the basketball scene? Yes. That's where oh. I was going next. First Dude. of all, uh -huh. Rocky's drip and Ooh. swagger during this whole scene is pretty unbelievable. Uh -huh. His whole drip throughout the whole thing is, is pretty insane. But A, he not only does he lose his girlfriend Emily's uh, uh, coat or bike, bike. Yeah. he then decides to continue showing off as Emily repeats about 50 times in this movie to ask him to stop showing off that he continues to do so. And he starts off the basketball. When they say, you want to play a game of basketball, the bullies, <clears throat> Colt says we're not supposed to gamble, which is like, dude, that is the... Never, ever say that yeah. to a bully. Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to gamble. No shit. They're going to rip you for that. And then Rocky... Gives them a nine point handicap for yeah. some reason <laughs> to 10. To 10, right? <laughs> They're playing to 10. They're playing to 10, and he gives them a nine point handicap. Yeah, yeah, but Ian, if you could defy gravity, you too yeah. would yeah. give them a handicap. Yeah. dude was dunking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, dunk, the, the first dunk is crazy, but yeah. the final dunk <laughs> is absolutely yeah. absurd. That's like from half court he jumps <laughs> over them he does over a free them. throw michael jordan's dunk contest <laughs> oh uh, impression uh and and then while re-watching the scene also i realized like about I, I didn't go back and watch the whole thing but halfway through i realized i don't think they dribble <clears throat> i think every scene is them just like 
faking passes one dude to the other until someone can dunk. They can't uh, dribble. Up until Colt dribbles, and then he takes that that fall, oh. uh, you know, in real drama. But um, to th- that was big highlight for me because that's that's a pretty absurd sequence. And, like, the way, like, Rocky's just, like, walking around high-fiving everyone. He, like, drops the wink at Emily, oh. and Emily's like, I mean, come yeah. on. As a, I, I had visions of that as mm-hmm. a kid. Like, also, I'm pretty certain the bully <laughs> is like kid version of Doughboy from Boys in the Hood. <laughs> they, the both both of them are just dressed like they're from like a stereotypical East LA yeah. outfits, yeah, like the 100%. pinstripe. They're just not wearing Raiders logos, yeah. but they're wearing black <laughs> and white, like no, '90s pretty, black and white. <laughs> it's got to be him. I'm pretty sure it's him. Don't Google. You have, Let's just say it is. Yeah, I, ha- I have to believe it. We'll is. let that live in our head canon. Another thing about that scene, uh, how about the that scene happens before anything, before the kidnapping. Right. But when we end the movie and the bullies drive back with their bikes or whatever, mm-hmm. every single kid is still wearing the same clothes from the basketball game. <laughs> A whole movie has taken place and they're all still wearing the same clothes. Emily's still wearing her rhinestone shirt. He's still got his amazing Bugle Boy crew pullover yeah. on and the and the bullies are still wearing their pinstripes it's amazing yeah. they can't afford the raiders logos and they can't afford two days of shooting these kids on a basketball court so they had to do it all in one take yeah the beginning I mean, and yeah, the end of sure. the movie 2.5 million they spent almost all of it renting that boat that appeared to be <laughs> yes. like real from what i can tell that was a real boat and they yeah. i think actually filmed in it also because i can't imagine they yeah. made that a set but that's where I, I'm, I'm assuming that's where It's the Roosevelt that they went. use for Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, too, too good. Uh, catcher. Yeah. Please um, enlighten us. The, the whole, like, <clears throat> the whole, like, bike, just the quick, like. The BMX Why sequence? did they just, why did they just leave her? Because they're showing off. I don't get it. And like, but okay. And more so, what is the point? What is the point of her at all in this story? <laughs> I'm like, we have stakes enough. We have stakes enough. We don't, she doesn't ever get kidnapped. I mean, I guess they used her for leverage at one holding point, right? three guns right. in front of her face. Oh, the holding three guns, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, After they talked she, her through his cannon string phone situation right. in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Which is so clear. Yeah, like, it's perfect. Yeah. Like, Better yeah, than Verizon. It's like he's. It's amazing. It's amazing. Why people don't still use can technology now is beyond me. It's clearly superior. God, but their whole like room setup with the light, like that stuff is awesome. Dream room, like that. Honestly, like that whole thing and that whole kidnapping sequence puts like I think goes toe to toe in a lot of ways with Home Alone. I'm not gonna say it's better than Home Alone. I'm not saying that. Everyone, calm down. Yeah, yeah. But there are a lot of very cool like things in that you know i mean just the masks and mm-hmm. when uh colt's in like the paint outfit because they conveniently have a room that's all white uh-huh. and is being redone perfect um which actually speaking of i think catcher said like everything is set up correctly i actually wrote a note why are these people are rich why are these three kids sharing one room and then they answered it they're remodeling the mm. other room so it's a, it's a tight screenplay, okay? Yeah. So they, they, they covered the bases where they did. It's the see. same writers from Rings of Power we're dealing with right now. <laughs> the dialogue in this, it's amazing. Um, and then before we get to Danny, I, 
since we talked about the gun, three guns at being held at gunpoint towards a like 12 year old, 13 year old girl, <laughs> there is like a considerable amount of like actual violence either threatened to or like actually aimed at these children, yeah. which was like pretty surprising to watch. Uh, in particular, again, the final fight scene, like Snyder, he's going to murder their grandpa mm-hmm. in front of these kids. Like yeah. he was like, he was choking their grandpa, like yeah. raising him up in the air. Uh, so I was like pretty shocked at the amount of violence. And then when I read that, like they had to tone down the violence to keep a PG th- PG rating. I was mm. like, I'm very curious as to what hit the cutting room floor. Like, you know, God, did someone know. actually get hit in the face or something? Who Could knows? you imagine if they killed the grandfather <laughs> Yo. and they, they had to fight him at the end and they were like, no, we can't. And they just did reshoots and they just put that <laughs> together and they keep him alive Yo. at the end. Like, I would watch that movie in a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Incredible. We stuff. need a gritty, like, I don't say this often, but like, we need a gritty reboot of Three Ninjas. That's what we need. <laughs> We need our Netflix. Stranger Things Three Ninjas. Right. Of Three right. Ninjas. Oh, my oh God. God. Duffer Actually, Brothers. Though? If you're listening, oh my a Duffer God, Brothers though. Three Ninjas. Can we? That'd Think be about this, though. Get the dudes from John Wick on this <laughs> immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we need them. Keanu could play no. Snyder. Oh, my oh. God. Okay. Could you imagine? And oh. Chalamet could play all three kids. <laughs> <laughs> and Emily. He'll also play Emily. He'll <laughs> be all three. Yes, I'm in. I'm sold. Danny, another yes. piece before we get to our categories. <sighs> Let's see another piece. Um, look at my or notes. Part. Uh, I the okay. So the boat scene, the dojo fight on the boat. Yeah. Uh, there's a the music in that scene. It honestly <laughs> sounds like a Zelda game. Yeah. Like yeah, it really sounds cool like music, you're walking yeah. through Hyrule. It's incredible. I don't understand yeah. what they were doing with the mu- with the music in this, but. Uh, it was incredible. Yeah, because some of the music sounded like Zelda e, like video yeah. game, and then some of it sounded just like a Home Alone ripoff. Yeah, like it literally. Some of it sounded like it was them running through the airport, uh, just like decrispified. <laughs> yes. I I also had a note of the music, but yeah. Uh, light up the eyes, boys! Light up the oh. eyes! What a moment! The grandpa. The, yeah, there's just a lot of really great, great quotes. Yeah, like, light at the eyes, boys. I threw that in my letterbox. I think it, I actually like that. Pops my head fairly frequently for some reason. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. Uh, I think Rocky loves Emily. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's a classic. Um, torturous. I think to many little boys and girls growing up in the '90s. Also, mm-hmm. um, as Sari said, I will rip out your liver. Um, very good. Just did you write down any quotes, Catcher or Danny? God, I love being a bad guy. When he says that, (laughs) kiss me, writers, kiss me on the lips. God, they knew what they were doing. Being a bad guy. (laughs) First we feast, then we felony. That's a good one. Oh, that is good. How about the 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 babysitter just staying in the closet with pizza on her face for the entire fight? They paid her no money. She speaks not a line (laughs) of dialogue in that. She grunts. They just yeah. shove her in and lock her. Oh, <laughs> Cover her in pizza. Okay, go. Catcher, any any specific quote? No quotes. I just like that whole sequence when they get named is perfect. And when yeah. yes. make some t- <clears throat> name some tum tum. I was yeah. like, it's like it reminded me of if you ever saw the uh Power Rangers movie, the actual the movie, the movie. Yeah, yeah, and, I love that one. And, yeah. Um so they go through like giving everyone their new like Zord animals and, and they give the, the Black Ranger the frog and yeah. it becomes this whole joke. And I'm just like, it gave me that kind of vibe yeah, where it yeah. was like nice little zinger at the end. 
Um, yeah, I think the dialogue is like it, it's great. It is exactly of its time. It's a perfect time capsule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other note is these kids can really throw a punch. Like they, yeah. they look yeah. like they're they're they knew what they were doing. Yeah. So they were all cast from like local karate studios in in la and i think that's why like i read i think from the very little information i was able to find like the kid who plays rocky he like just didn't want to do acting anymore so that's why he like stopped doing movies he He didn't pay for his black belt yeah (laughs) yeah he didn't he actually probably kept going (laughs) um but yeah he didn't do anything like that so i thought you know i'm assuming the rest of them because yeah they don't look bad you know no no, they really their their stunt scenes are great. Yeah, yeah, and and the thing like we joked before about the grandfather like switching into clearly a stunt double, but like that aside, the fighting looks great. Like mm-hmm. a lot of it is like fun and easy to see. Like mm-hmm. it's easy to understand and it's clever and it's like a good time. Like it doesn't, it's not bad. Like I've seen in other movies for sure. I went to uh, I even went to like LinkedIn to find some of these people. I couldn't find information. So maybe oh they change their names or something like that, in, in, mm. or they're just not on LinkedIn. I was just curious what happened to the three kids, but that mystery is lost in time. They left their mark. They knew. Yeah, they knew. You know? Just they, step away. They came and went. Yeah, they I'm going to go down a rabbit hole to find Rand Kingsley these days. Where is this <laughs> yeah. man at? I also looked him up on LinkedIn, could not find it. Rand, come um, home. I know, Rand. Call the Synonauts. God. His, oh, his, his, and his red outfit that he comes out in the end. Oh, I wish we were. Man. I wish we were like a famous, a famous podcast. So we that could get we could just like get fans to just do all this work for us. Yeah, honestly, like start researching. <clears throat> Is he on cameo? I'm gonna. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this, it's time to reach out to get Rand. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I'll, I'll, I'll make it my duty to find what happened to Rand. Let's Snyder. get Rand. Okay. Uh, we'll, Thank we'll, you. we'll find him. When I type in Rand Snyder, I'm getting on. Ayn Rand and I'm yeah, I said getting, it. I and, I stopped and then I'm getting away. Zack Snyder also. So this is going to be a hard find. All right, so let's let's get to our categories. So if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Um, here on Synonauts, we do categories and our discussions. Uh, the first is called our Criterion Moment, and that is the senior sequence in which we believe a film was added into the Criterion Collection because, in spite of uh, our selection of Three Ninjas this week we typically discuss films in the criterion and movies that were inspired by said movie. Um, but in this case, if there's a senior sequence in which you think it would be in why it should be entered into the criterion. Uh, and then our second category is our satellite picks. And that is a movie in which you think, Hey, if you like this movie, go check this one out or a movie that remind you of it, et cetera, et cetera. Let's start with our criterion moment with our host or with our guest Danny Haas. Danny, please. For me, the criterion moment is the basketball game. Yeah. The basketball game gets me hype. It is, it is a perfect melting pot of 90s cinema. Like you, mm-hmm. have the, you have the kids playing basketball, the music, the fit. The, it's just there's something about that whole uh, playground vibes that I love. In, I mean, first of all, I love uh, – like cinema where kids are the main actors. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of these Goonies, Super 8, uh, Stranger mm-hmm. Things style stories. It's just it's just what I'm drawn to. I mm-hmm. love it. So uh, when it's Three Ninjas, it's the same thing. I love the basketball scene. Uh, iconic in yeah. many, many different ways. Uh, catcher. 
Uh, I think it's gonna be. I think it's just like the op- like the opening. Yeah. Like the training yeah. sequence. It starts. The movie starts off with those Nike. What do they call the Harachas? Yeah, the Harachis. I wrote that in the me- yeah. Oh, I was gee. like, I was like, as soon as that happened, I was like, this. That's why Danny loves this movie. Grandpa, right? yeah, it's, a, it's a, my first note. I didn't even read it back. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa's Harachis is my first. Yeah, note. I was, I was just like, okay, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. And then it just like you know, if it, it's, it's clearly what inspired like that whole <clears throat> sequence from the last Star Wars movie where Daz- <laughs> Daisy Ridley is running around everywhere yeah. in the forest. Like, yeah. clearly the main... Ins- uh-huh. This was an homage. Yeah. Mm. Um, it, it's just great. And it's just so fun. And then when they actually, like, get into ninja garb and yeah. they fi- fight the grandfather with the car, it's just like, all of that is just, you know, it's perfect. Yeah, and I really love the voiceover that it starts off with. Like, you get a sense of where the movie's going. Um what's funny is that they never do a voiceover ever again throughout the mm-hmm. rest of the movie. Like they don't even do like an epilogue voiceover, but they set it up where it's like last summer, me and my brothers, my brothers and I, whatever we spent the summer <laughs> oh, yeah. the way we always do at our grandpa's cabin. And then they just never address it. Like you think at the end they would bring up some sort of like another, because they're telling yes, a story right. or like, but then the, the story is, you know, I, I just think that's funny. Um, and then, yeah, when they actually do like the ninja stuff, like grandpa's up in a tree somehow. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. God, that old man. Imagine him climbing up that thing. How'd they even get him up there in the front? A crane. That, I had that exact question. Because <laughs> clearly it's a stuntman that goes into the tree, but then they cut to him and it's him in the tree. Yeah, and, and it does like, look like he's in it. He's also tree. uncomfortable. However, they yeah. have him strapped up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where's the apple picker? In- insane, <laughs> insane amount of things strapping him there. Yeah. Uh, love all that um and then again it it really no no jokingly not jokingly sets up the movie well we get snyder showing up you know they wonder who he is you find you realize there's a connection there but they don't tease it quite yet i mean just just lots of good in that intro i agree colt thinking that the grandpa grandpa could be a bad bad guy guy. grandpa's a bad guy come on (laughs) before the parents leave to go to whatever the fundraiser or gala they're going to I just love that Colt is like, who is the bad guy? And the mom's like, yeah, just like open up your dad's like classified <laughs> FBI files. <laughs> yes, yes. There's a picture of him there. There's a picture of him right there. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Just complete lack of any sort of confidentiality with these these feds. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. My criterion moment. Um, I guess because you two probably took my one and two. I don't know if this is fully my criterion moment, but I do think it's like a pretty hilarious sequence. Uh, the, the, again, the, the drug, uh, not the drug, like the gun run, the FBI sting that yes. happens at the beginning. Yes. <laughs> Mostly because I, I don't think I know of another kid's movie that is just like blatantly the villain is like an, he's an actual villain. Right. You know what I mean? Like most kid movies, the villains, there's like a kid slant to it. Like Snyder, like, deals illegal arms and like to what i'm assuming to be based on the very racist sting operation to be like uh overseas and in 1992 that's like right around desert storm time and so i think the implication is that he is like literally dealing arms to you know people america is literally at war with and i thought that was pretty hilarious and then of course it tops off for like yes he yes he gets on the helicopter and just like floats away and they're in like downtown LA. 
Like, yeah. if they really wanted to get him, they could have just gotten him, like, very easily. It's not hard to identify the guy hanging out of a helicopter. Uh, and, then the, and then the dad's partner goes, we got everything. We got money. We got guns. We can hold, do a whole army. And then he goes, we don't got Snyder. I need a Snyder. <laughs> He's so mad. So mad. So mad. Uh, just really, really great sequence. There's, like, a line. Doesn't he say something like, I got to fly? Or yeah, so the helicopter uh, com- appears. The hel- yeah, and then <laughs> from he, below, like from the Matrix or some shit. Yeah, so and then great. he just—I love a good uh, air uh, helicopter ladder escape. That's always great. Also, how do you mention that like exchange without mentioning the fact that he elbows the lid? <laughs> he elbows the lid open in oh order to find out God. that the stuff the, inside those, are the fake. missiles or whatever. Oh, right. <laughs> it was just like. How okay, so let's just say, yeah. okay, let's just go along with this. You've got to transport this again, like yeah. there's no lid, you're just gonna let this fly around. Like, what's what's happening right now? You can't just get a crowbar, like, the, oh, it was perfect, it was yeah. perfect. It was like, this is what we're dealing with. This is a this is a crazy man, you know, mm. he's not playing by your rules, world, <laughs> does mm. things his own way. I love it. Underrated 90s villain. Um, yeah. all right, then let's get to our satellite picks. Um, again, Satellite Picks is a movie that you think, you know, reminds you of it or you want to connect to it in one way or another. Um, we'll go in reverse order. So my Satellite Pick, and again, this is strictly because this is hard within the, the Ian canon, mm. um, is that uh, it's definitely, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to oh. pull a catcher here and drop two. Um, yes. But Ninja Turtles, the original movie, and Mortal Kombat. Again, because those three movies hard in my rotation growing up of like, I, I can see the VHS tapes. I can see the Touchstone logo on a, or on at least um, Mortal Kombat and, and Three Ninjas. And the three movies uh, shaped my interest and, and passion for, for martial arts and various things like that, uh, which reminds me also huge shout out. I wrote this down. Total throwaway line, but I gave it uh the Asian pride. Mm. Uh, there's a scene really quickly where the kids are talking and one guy says, Arnold would kick his butt. And then I think Rocky or Colt goes, no way. Bruce Lee would kick Arnold's butt. And I was like, hell yeah, Bruce <laughs> Lee would <laughs> shout out. Um, Love that. yeah. So, so those are, those are my, uh, th- those are my two satellite picks. Uh, catcher. Uh, yeah. I mean, I sort of gave it away a little bit earlier, but, Definitely, if we're going like uh, martial arts inspired kids movies, my classic as a kid was definitely Warriors of Virtue. Uh, definitely, <laughs> I I, it's never. The pictures no are unbelievable, I, Danny. I don't know if you've Google image searched Warriors yet. of Virtue. You've got to do it. <laughs> it's and pretty insane. <laughs> it's really funny though because last night I was talking to my brother after work. We have a you know everyone gets out has a drink on the patio or whatever, and. Uh, yeah. We're talking about that we're going to be recording today. And I was like, yeah, we're, we're doing three ninjas. And my brother's like, wait, is that that movie where there's like a whirlpool and the kid <laughs> oh falls in? I was like, no, it's not. That's Warriors of Virtue. <laughs> I cannot believe that you remember this movie. And then we started talking about it and it was like, whoa. So, OK, so we we are obviously brothers because yeah. it's only me and him that know this movie exists. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Nice. It's got an epic logo. Yeah, the movie has an epic logo. I mean, the whole uh, thing looks pretty, it's pretty good. It's, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, you know, it's cheesy. Bring your nostalgia glasses with sure, you sure, when you watch it. But I think you might enjoy it. I think it'll be a fun time. 
Uh, nice. Right. I'm going to have to watch this right now. Although I guarantee you this is not streaming anywhere. I'm willing. It's on Hoopla. Hoopla. Okay. If you've, if you've got a, what's it called? Yeah. Yeah. Hoopla. Pluto 2. Okay. All right. I'll find it. I can't even imagine what quality this looks like. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> not, at least the one I saw was not good. Uh, Danny. <clears throat> All right. This one, this one is because. This is this is this is because I watched it as well because my parents loved Chuck Norris. Mm. Um, oh yes, it's a movie called Sidekicks, oh. and Sidekicks is uh, it's about a kid who is bullied and he wants to be like Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw it so many times. I don't even know. Hold on, me a letter box. It's still said. And, it's, he, and he plays. He is Chuck Norris himself. He is Chuck. The Norris, kid right? wants to be Chuck Norris. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so he wants to be his sidekick. Uh, <laughs> it is an insane movie. Uh, I've, I've, I haven't seen as much as I saw this movie, but I saw it a bunch of times as a kid. Mm. Um, this is my satellite pick. Is Sidekicks from 1992. Chuck nice. Norris. The co- like the poster for this movie is actually kind kind of rad. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yin, yin and Yang. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's, also discount great. Jonathan Taylor Thomas looking kid. Yep. Another <laughs> discount. Jonathan Brandis as JTT knockoff. Uh, everyone needed that look. <laughs> Bo Bridges is in this. My God. I feel like I've seen this movie. Maybe. I've, I've seen. You this might movie. have. I definitely I must seen this movie. Have, right. Because I remember Chuck Norris being Chuck Norris. Yeah. And that's I, the yeah. best. I don't think I've, yeah. Nice. Uh, great, great picks. That was Three Ninjas. So before we wrap, uh, Catcher, has this... Do, do you w- wish you had had this in your youth on repeat? Uh, this, this, what is your final verdict? Um, okay. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's like, do I... It's like, I felt like it had an impact on me. Like, like I said, like watching... It's, I'm not sure that I didn't have it on repeat like right, I right. Just, what it was just more like there was so much more happening also at the same time i think it's great um i guess maybe i would prefer ninja turtles maybe well yeah well yeah. i mean okay we're not asking we're not yeah, asking we're not that question yeah. catcher okay, well i well i just Jesus. have to I, you know i have to make i have to check the room the vibe in the room here well, we're turtle um, heads yeah come yeah, on well I, oh i know i just you know but yes yeah, i think it's a i think it it is a lot better than I was expect, like expecting it to be. Like a lot, like a lot better. So I'll take I that. Will say, yeah, I will say that. Uh, Danny, does this hold yes. up for you? Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> yes. And I was watching it today, and Casey came in. She's like, "We should show this to George." I'm like, "We should absolutely oh. show this to George. Oh. He would eat this up." And then we're gonna have to sign him up for karate. Oh, why is Casey? You so absolutely, smart? yeah. Is Casey a genius? <laughs> I'm married, uh, guys. I don't know if yeah, you know this. Yeah. Definitely have to let us know. Uh, your two oldest get Jaws 4K. Yeah. George, and uh, George, George gets three ninjas. <laughs> He's about to get sidekicks in 4K. Let yeah, me tell yeah. you. Oh, my God. There it is. <laughs> um, Danny, yes. uh, what is next for 70 millimeter? Uh, we recorded Slim's pick for the lo-fi sci-fi month. Oh. And... Um, uh, he picked after Yang, which is a brand mm-hmm. new movie. So I'm very excited mm-hmm. to have watched that. Um, <clears throat> my pick will be have been announced. So I guess should I tell you guys what I'm picking for Lo-Fi Sci-Fi? 
We can yeah, always we, cut it if we have yeah, to. Yeah, we can cut it if we have to, but, to, but to know, yeah, I'm yes. curious now. Uh, I'm picking, yeah, I'm going back to the 70s, baby. George Lucas's THX 1138. Yes. Okay. Uh, I will watch And I'm, it's, we have to, it's a rental. I couldn't find it streaming. I mean, maybe you can find it, you know, streaming, 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 you know. Wink, wink, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't seen this in a long time, but it it just it's time. It's time to see where George came from. There's wow, gotta be. There's gotta. Be, there's is there not a 4K of that? There's got. I feel like there's not just the director's cut. Yeah, super limited. Yeah, you have to. Rest and I think Blu-ray? actually the theatrical is very hard to find. I think you can only get the director's cut. Yeah, because I remember. Yeah, they had a. I feel like I had it on Laserdisc. You that might sounds have. I have kind the of crazy to say, but I'm pretty sure I had it on Laserdisc when those were big. We had a bunch of Laserdisc movies, and I think we had this for some reason. Mm-hmm. Wow, I haven't vi- revisited in a long time. But yeah, I guess. Is that in the cri- it, that's in the Criterion, isn't it? Wouldn't uh, you know me. what? I think it is. I think it is, but mm. I don't. I don't have it on Criterion. I have the regular box. It could have been not a not reprint. You yeah, know, Criterion or something like that. It might have been Criterion Laserdisc. Damn. That's a that's like the lo-fi sci-fi. Yeah, lo-fi we're hitting sci-fi. one. We're hitting one hard. Yeah, that might be like one of the greatest titles for a movie ever. Like it's, uh, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've run with one one three eight in almost every single Star Wars movie. It's a, yeah, it's a nod to almost yeah anything at this point. It's the address to Jock Lindsay's bar at Disney Springs. Like it's is it really? They use one one three eight in everything at this point. Well, that's awesome. Look at that. The more you know, um. Danny. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Us. Thank you this for having me. I I'm glad this lived up to in my head what this conversation was going to be about. <laughs> How could it not? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Uh, <clears throat> uh Catcher, do we is, do we know what we're doing next week? I don't think we do. Uh, no, we don't. Okay. I'm yeah, maybe I'll have something we won't have. We'll, we'll see what happens we'll figure it out. or it'll be a surprise drop for people to uh Oh. It'll be a surprise. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing. Top Gun Maverick. Listen. Could be. Well, Danny, thank you for joining us You're again. Welcome. If you are not a member of the VHS Village, go do it now. It's four bucks a month. It's the best four dollars a month you'll spend. 70mmpod.com. Uh, otherwise, catcher, I'll see you next week. Danny. Next week. Love you guys. I'll see you soon. Love you guys. All right. Bye. Bye.